0: Good morning, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Today is the second part of my interview with my friend Karen Eman on her new book, Listen, Love, Repeat. I think you're gonna be really encouraged as we talk about why it's so important to listen to what we, what Karen calls heart drops. Stick around, I think you're gonna be encouraged. So Karen Eamon is back on the show with me today. I want to just say thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. I'm happy to be here. So we're talking about Karen's book, Listen, Love, Repeat, and we ended the last podcast talking about the importance of listening and kind of how we've forgotten how to do that in this sort of narcissistic, uh, self-obsessed culture. And I think particularly, you guys know me, you've been listening to me for a long time. We talked a lot about the election in the last election cycle, and I was telling my husband, I, th- I said, I think we're going to spend all of 2017 trying to hit the reset button, trying to get back to you know, um civility, I think, in the culture and just loving each other and back to just good old-fashioned kindness. I was in the post office, Karen, last week and, a, and there was a, a gentleman in front of me and he saw me coming from, and I had a whole bunch of things I was trying to get to the post, you know, uh, books I think I was mailing. And he ran ahead of me and, because he was behind me, ran ahead of me and opened the door for me. And I was so impressed by that. It hardly ever happens anymore. I was so impressed by that, that I I really wanted to say thank you so much and just really express my gratitude to him and so i did i said thank you so much and he looked genuinely surprised that Aww. i said thank you and i think it's those little things uh that we are that we're missing and we miss it in our listening to other people i really resonated with what you were saying about um when someone's talking to us and we're you know we're bored of the conversation so we're mentally making our grocery list or we're um, in a you know a debate or whatever, and we're instead of listening to the other person, we're trying to formulate our comeback because we already know we don't agree. So who cares what they say? And I <laughs> I got to thinking about something that um that you had said about uh, you know especially talking to people that we we just are not interested or whatever and i was thinking the word present really popped into my mind like i have a child in particular that seems like she kind of she can ramble i don't know if you have kids like that but i have a child that sort of rambles when she talks and after a while i know what she's going to say already and i just know it's going to take 15 minutes to get there and so I can tend to sort of check out while she's talking to me. And if for the, I don't know, the, probably the last year, the Lord's been just telling me, hey, Heidi, just be present. And so I asked her, help me be present. Help me to be present. Is that a good way to sort of become a better listener? Listening, You talk about um, heart drops, listening for hints from people in our lives who need encouragement. And I'm wondering if part of that is just, um, well, first of all, what do you mean by a heart drop? That's what it sort of means to me. And I think, what how can we be more present when people are speaking to us?
1: It actually sounds like you said, Do I have a child like that? No, but I am that person (laughs) that tends to. In fact, I remember my, um, I think I can't remember who it was. Somebody said to me once when they asked me a question, I was like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And and took 15 minutes to say what I could in five. Um, It was actually, no, I'm remembering. It was my friend Elizabeth. She leaned over and she put her arm on, or her hand on my arm and said, Honey. Don't tell me how to make a clock when all I asked you is what time is it? <laughs> That's
0: totally right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so yes. I tend
1: to be that kind yeah. of. And, I, and yeah. I can tell. My husband has this glazed look in his eye. And I can tell when I'm like, okay, I'm telling him how to make the clock. He just asks what time it is it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Flip side of that, um, yeah, it is about being present. It is about listening to that to that person and out of respect, yeah. you know, <laughs> really paying attention. But when you talk about a heart drop, now a heart drop is a, a concept. I I learned from my mom, but I didn't know what it was called until I was in a small group a few years ago. And um, my husband and I, we have a friend named Michael, he was the the, the the small group leader of our life group. And he talked about this concept of hearing a heart drop and picking up on it. And I'm like, oh, that's what my mom did all these years. You know, I said oh. she was such a good listener. And she was so um, good at making other people feel welcome and and feel noticed. And so a heart drop is this way of kind of listening between the lines when someone's talking, when they say something without really saying it. For example, you know, maybe you and I are talking, Heidi, and you tell me that um, you've got a busy week next week, you're doing this, that, and the other thing. And mm-hmm. on Thursday morning, you've got some medical tests and, and then you kind of keep going on. But I I heard your voice change a little bit when you said, and on Thursday morning, you have some medical tests. That was a heart drop. It was uh, not just a factual information I have medical tests Thursday at 9 a.m but it was and I'm a little worried about them yeah so I can learn to listen to that heart drop and record it you you've talked about um, using Siri i am the same way I, I put things on my phone reminders yeah. or maybe use the old-fashioned way and do a sticky note you know you I can write down or put in my phone you know next Thursday Heidi has medical tests at 9 a.m so that the night before I can uh, text you and say hey I want to let you know that I'm praying for you tomorrow for your test or after they're done on Thursday afternoon, I can pick up the phone and call you and say, how did it go? It's just a way to show people, you know, that you were listening. And maybe it's not even that it's a a emotion that you pick up on their in their conversation. Mm. That's a hard job. It can just be just straight up information that you might think is just seemingly, you know, random and not important, but you can record it and ask the Lord, how can I use this in the future? I'm going to give you an example. My friend Tammy had her only child, a son, um, who was ever going to go off to college, go off to college oh. last fall. And I knew it was going to be a really, really hard day for her. Mm-hmm. Um, he was adopted and um, he is just the light of her life. And I knew it was going to be a hard day. Well, about six months prior, she and I had been out for coffee and she rattled off her Kind of high maintenance coffee drink. It's not as high maintenance as mine. Mine's really high maintenance, but it wasn't just. A, I'll take a mocha. It was like something that was tweaked a little bit, an extra shot of this and yeah. light. Yeah. Okay. So I just remember the like the Lord just going. Write that down. Write that down. I did not know why. So when I got out to my car, I whipped out my my cell phone and in the notes app, I wrote down her little little bit of high maintenance um coffee drink. And the day that her son they had dropped they had dropped him off at college about an hour away. That that next morning, when I knew the high local high school was starting, you know, all the kids mm. were going to go off to school, but she was home alone. I showed up on her front porch with a little pack of Kleenex and a coffee in my hand, and said one for her, one for me, and said um need somebody to cry with, you know, and she's like, Oh, come on in. And and so she said, what'd you, what'd you get me a mocha? And I said, no, I got you a, and I rattled off her high maintenance drink. And she said, how did you know? (laughs) And I said, "Because." (laughs) because the last time we were together, I wrote it down. So it's just this way of, I call it living alert, like of living alert, very prayerfully, Asking God, you know, tap me on the heart when there's something I need to notice, something I need to pick up on, either mm. in in their language because of the emotion that I sensed, that that listening between the lines, or maybe it's just information. You know, I'm I'm constantly writing down little pieces. You should see my notes app on my phone. Writing right, right. Little pieces of information. <laughs> and another thing I've learned to do that has been such a blessing for other people, and it's something again I saw my mom do. Mm. Whenever I go to a funeral, when I come home. I take the the program from the funeral and I go to my calendar and I write down what would have been the deceased person's birthday and if they were married, what would have been their anniversary, and so um, my friend Debbie lost her father. She was extremely close to them. They always would go on walks together, especially on his birthday. They would go for a two-mile walk, and they would eat um, homemade carrot cake. Well, he died in the fall, and I knew that April that was coming up, was his birthday was going to be a hard day for her, so I showed up on her front porch with a homemade carrot cake and said, want to go for a walk, and she just burst into tears, and she said, how did you know, and I said, it was in the program. Silly. I mean, it's just like a super simple thing, yeah. but we don't think about it. Why? Because, okay, we left the funeral. We're in a hurry. Got another thing to do. We just throw that that um, program in the trash and go on to our next thing. We don't stop and go, hey, mm-hmm. if I just record this little piece of information, and maybe it's not that you make a homemade carrot cake from scratch. Maybe it's just you text them on that day and say, hey, I know this was your dad's birthday." Um, I hope you know how much he loved you, and, and I just want to let you know I am praying for you today because I know it might be a rough day. I mean, it can take less than a minute, mm. but it's just listening Recording it and then asking God, what do I do with this piece of information?
0: Yeah, it's the little things I think that um, that we often just we forget about because you're right, our lives are so busy. I have a friend who is really good about those little things, really, really good about him. and I'm not good at, at things like that. I, I'm really proud of myself when I remember my kids' birthdays, right? Right? <laughs> so I always mm-hmm. feel like you know, anytime someone has done something like that for me, it has always made me feel uh, so special, and it reminds me as you're talking about these things. And actually, I'm thinking I could do that, you know, simple things like texting somebody and just, it really is the little things that end up being the big things, you know, um, the things that, that we think, oh, maybe this isn't going to be that big of a deal. And you find out later that made all the difference in the world. And really, as you're talking, I'm thinking, this is, this is Jesus. He lived his life this way. You know, he noticed the things that other people maybe wouldn't, maybe would have missed. And, uh, he was, you know, he was busy. (laughs) I think, I think we could make the case that Jesus was pretty busy too yeah he had a pretty packed schedule, you know raising people from the dead and making the lame walk and things like that, and he still noticed uh, little things so when you when you think about um this concept in that light how do how what are some examples of how Jesus lived his life this way because I think this is ultimately where we take where we go, hey, I want to live like Jesus did,
1: yes, yes, because you know so often um whenever I think about Jesus and his life, you know, the things that pop into your mind mostly are the big things he did. Like you were saying, you know, he healed people, he performed miracles, but really what is the most fascinating when I really stop and read through the gospels is just the way that he sometimes was on his way to do something grand, you know, to feed 5,000 people or to perform a big miracle, but he would often stop And notice the person who least expected to be seen. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of the time when he was um, going off to heal somebody, you know, heal um, Jairus's daughter and who had died, you know, and Mm -hmm. raise her from the dead. Um, You know, they, they, well, she hadn't died yet, but he was worried that Mm -hmm. that she was going to, it was going to be too late. And And, certainly everybody around
0: him was worried about that. They were trying to hustle him to it.
1: Yes, and so yeah. Jesus and he, they're going, uh, and then all of a sudden, this woman, she shows up, and she had suffered under a lot of physicians, and her her medical condition did not go away, and Jesus stopped on his way to do something grand and big that I'm sure, if there had been cell phones back then, would have been trending on Twitter, you right, know? Right, right. <laughs> but he stopped, and he noticed this woman, and he met her needs, and I remember oh my goodness, it was probably 20 years ago, hearing a pastor, and I wish I could remember who it was, uh, preaching on this on the radio and preaching on this exact passage. And he said this phrase I've never forgotten. He said, for Jesus, real ministry wasn't those big things that he was on his way to do. For Jesus, often real ministry was the person he found standing right in front of him. Mm. And so, like, who is that for us today? Is Mm -hmm. it our child who is asking us to fill their sippy cup for the 20th time that day, you know, or is it because they
0: dumped it out on the carpet and didn't really drink it? Yes. 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 Or is it that,
1: that neighbor we see when we're, you know, on our way to get the mail and then we're going to go off to our busy, um, purpose filled, crowded, full of people day. But that, that neighbor is, a recent widow in their home all alone all day, Mm -hmm. you know, they're standing right in front of us, but we're on our way to do something big for God, or we're just on our way to get our life done, but we don't notice those people that he puts right in front of us when we're on our way somewhere, you know, if Jesus could allow himself to be interrupted, to notice that person who least expects to be seen. Maybe we could do the same. You know, I think our things will wait. Not that you want to be late for your dentist appointment and get charged $35 fee if you're late. I don't mean that. Right. It's just, I really think, Heidi, it all comes down to that walk we have with God each day, inviting the Holy Spirit every morning and saying, you know, God send your Holy Spirit to tap me on the heart today when I'm supposed to notice someone. I can't save the world. I can't do something for every single person I encounter today. But if there's somebody that needs to be shown your love through my simple, you know, holding a door for them or, you know, whatever, um, sending them a note, you know, whatever it is, stopping and talking to that widow at the mailbox, mm. if there's somebody you want to touch through me make me notice, help me to notice, create that space in my schedule for me to do it. Tap me on the heart so that I get my eyes off myself and I look to them and I show them love in a way that when they say something to me, when they say, my goodness, why did you do that? I can point them back to you. It's all because of you. And it makes me think of in Matthew um, 5, 16, where it says, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good deeds. We're supposed to be doing good deeds. Um, But then they glorify your Father who is in heaven. We don't do these things to say, look at me, look at me. We do them to say, well, will you look at him it's all to bring glory to God.
0: Yeah, that's right. And that really is the point. And the point is everything we do, it ha- it should be in raising our children, in nurturing our marriages, in helping people around us, in noticing other people. The whole point is to bring glory back to God. And I kind of think, man, if if faith could find its feet like that in this generation, we'd see a culture shift. We really would. Mhm. Mm-hmm. We would. We would. Well, I have loved having you on the podcast today. We are out of time, and I'm going to, I know that everybody who's listening to this is going to be encouraged by your books. I'm going to link back to it. So for everybody who's driving, and I know a whole bunch of you are taking a shower right now and doing your dishes, uh, no worries. You can go back to HeidiSaintJohn.com forward slash podcast, and I'm going to link back to Listen, Love, Repeat Today, as well as several other of my favorite books that Karen has written. And I'm going to just encourage you, go pick it up. You're going to be encouraged. I think that for this generation, especially, this is a really important Important message. So, Karen, thank you so much for pointing everybody back to Jesus today. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Heidi. You're so welcome. Hey, everybody, if you've got questions about Fearless, the event that I'm doing that's coming up in Houston in just a couple of weeks, don't forget to shoot me an email. You can register for that. Registration is open right now. Also, I am going to be uh, over in the Northeast. I'll be speaking just about an hour and a half outside of New York. In, uh, in New Jersey. So I'm going to be over there in just about a month and a half. And we just opened registration for that because remember, we talked about shifting locations. So I found a bigger location, we moved it and registration for that has been reopened. So I'll link back to that today. If you've got any questions, shoot us an email podcast at thebusymom.com. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.